If you're brand new to birth photography, there are a few things you need to know in order to make your experience as smooth and successful as possible. This episode will outline everything you need to get started from what camera gear you need to what to charge and finding backups. So if you're excited about capturing birth and want to make sure you're prepared first, let's do this. Welcome to the From Better Half to Boss podcast. I'm Tavia Redburn, and on this show, I share how I retired my husband from his nine to five with my birth photography business, all while homeschooling my three kids. If you have a passion, there is a reason. It's because you were made to follow that passion. It's your time to go from better half to boss. Hey y'all, I'm Tavia and I help photographers learn how to specialize and get fully booked with ideal clients so they can go full time. I do this with my birth photography certification and my three-step marketing method. And speaking of that three-step marketing method, I want to say a big welcome to our newest marketing school students. 19 photographers joined us. We just wrapped up the launch of that program. It opens usually twice a year. And so I am just super excited to like deep dive marketing talk with these um, new students and show them the exact path that I followed to get fully booked with ideal clients and the path that so many of our students have followed as well. So big welcome to all of our brand new marketing school students. So this episode, we are talking all about what you need to know to get started as a birth photographer. When people find out that I help birth photographers, they always ask, okay, so what are the first things that I need to know? And so what I've done is compiled a list of the common questions that people ask me when they're brand new to birth photography. So maybe you are a doula who wants to get into birth photography or start offering it for your clients. Or maybe you're a portrait photographer who's been doing a little bit of everything and you're ready to niche down or at least test out birth photography. Or maybe those who are brand new to business altogether, but know that they want to do birth photography. This episode is for you. So if you've been around for a while, you know that I love to talk about the power of niching down uncomfortably small. After 10 years in birth photography myself, I realized that specializing in birth is a great genre to choose for a few reasons. Number one, it's easier to stand out on social media. How often do we see a super cute newborn baby image or a beautiful maternity photo or a super sweet family photo? But birth images naturally stand out. They're not something people are used to seeing as often as portraits. And so when you share a birth photography image, it naturally gets more attention. So that was one of the things I learned early on in my business was when I share a birth photo, people pay attention and it's the right people that pay attention. So I love that about specializing in birth photography. The next reason birth is a great genre to choose is that it's the wedding of the motherhood niche. 
meaning it's one big event that happens one time and you don't get a second chance to photograph it very similarly to a wedding. And so when you get a client who comes to you for birth photography, it is much easier to continue that relationship in the form of maternity images and newborn images and going on to photograph their family as they grow. And so I love that birth photography is kind of that that core event that brings people in and then you can continue to work with them. So yes, you can actually make good money specializing in birth photography. It doesn't have to be hobby level income. One of our marketing school students recently DM'd me to tell me that she hit six figures in 2021 specializing in birth photography. So not all of our marketing school students specialize in birth. Um, Some of them specialize in babies or other genres, but I would say 50-ish percent specialize in birth photography. And she DM'd me to tell me she hit six figures by specializing in birth. Another student shared in our student group that she hit her first 10K month specializing in birth. And others are frequently sharing how they're booked months in advance. And all of them specialize in birth. So I'm telling you this to show you what is possible for you too. All of these things are absolutely possible for you too. So we're going to get into exactly what you need to know before you photograph your first birth, but I wanted to let you know if you want a detailed training that's going to take what you learned today in this episode and go much deeper, head over to thebeautyinbirth.com slash start to be a part of our one hour training that goes into detail into how to become a birth photographer, how to become an in-demand photographer by specializing in birth and the technical side of exactly how to photograph birth. Okay, let's get into the meat of the episode. So first of all, if you're brand new to birth photography, I want you to know that you can ditch the idea that you can't get paid for your work because you're new. I see it over and over. Photographers offering birth photography for free and then getting burned because the client changed their mind last minute. I know there's a lot of insecurity that can pop up when you're brand new to a genre and you think that you need to shoot for free because you're unsure of some things. And here's the thing. We're all always learning. We're all always evolving as photographers. And just because you're brand new doesn't mean that you can't charge something. Your time is worth something. And those images, even if it's your first birth, are worth something. So even if you only charge 50 to $100, that is going to ensure that all parties, the photographer, that's you, and the client are committed to this process. And it's also worth noting that it's really important to make sure that the client knows that they're getting this huge discount so that you can share the images. The number one thing that I hear from photographers is that their client changed their mind last minute because they didn't pay, so they weren't invested. And the second thing that I hear is they changed their mind about the photographer sharing the images. So it's really important before we get into the rest of this for you to understand that Even if you're brand new, it's worth it to charge something so that the client is invested. 
and be crystal clear that the reason they're getting this at such a huge discount is so that you can share the images. I want to make sure you know about episode 81 of this show where I talk about the do's and don'ts of building your portfolio and running a model call. So as soon as this episode is over, hop over there and um, check out that. Okay, so now you know you need to charge something for birth photography. Let's talk about the gear that you need to photograph birth. This is one of the questions I get all the time. Tavia, what kind of camera should I get for birth photography? And my answer is the one that you already have. I shot with a Canon Rebel for births for many, many years in my business. So an entry-level DSLR is just fine. Of course, when you move up to a full frame camera, you have the luxury of higher ISO capabilities, which of course can be really helpful in dark births. But I don't want you to compare the gear that you currently have to a photographer that you admire and think that you have to have the level of gear that they have in order for you to photograph birth. I photographed birth with a $600 Canon Rubble, which P.S. I purchased that new. I bet you could get it even cheaper used. And a 35 millimeter 2.0 lens. That was a Canon lens. I want to say it was about $300. And I used that combination for many years in my business, photographing birth. So please don't feel like you have to match the level of gear that some of the people that you admire are using. The most important part of your gear, in my opinion, is your lens. If you're shooting with a crop sensor, a wide angle lens is super, super important because births, especially in the hospital, can get crowded and you might be stuck in a small space. Definitely go for the prime, which means it doesn't zoom in and out. The focal length is fixed. So go for the prime wide angle lens above the kit lens that probably came with your camera if you can. But you can also make the kit lens work as you get experience. When you come to hang out on the one hour birth photography training, you're going to get my birth bag checklist for free when you hang out live until the end. So if you want a detailed list of every single thing that I bring to a birth, including the non-gear things that I bring, but also a list of every single piece of gear that I bring, um, make sure to check out that training. Again, the URL is thebeautyinbirth.com slash start. And we will, of course, link that in the show notes as well. But it's pretty easy to remember, thebeautyandbirth.com slash start. Now that we've talked about your primary gear, let's touch on backup gear. I want you to imagine this. If you've if you've kind of like drifted away, you're multitasking, come back to me and just imagine this really quickly. Imagine being at a birth for several hours and mom finally starts pushing. And you're so excited, you're ready, you've like done all the preparations, you're pumped. But all of a sudden, your camera won't turn on. You change out the batteries, you can hear her pushing, you can see everyone starting to get everything together, but still nothing, even changing out the batteries. And you're starting to panic a little bit. And you hear the doctor say that she can see the baby's head. And you look down at your camera and it literally will not turn on. 
you flick it back and forth. It won't turn on. Changing the batteries doesn't seem to help. Your heart starts to beat fast and you're scrambling to think about what to do. Whew, I felt anxious just saying that out loud. But the truth is this does and can happen. It's so important for birth photographers specifically to be prepared. And again, I don't want to paralyze you into inaction because you think that you have to have this huge list of things ready to go. But having some kind of backup camera is essential if you're going to photograph birth. Next, before you photograph your first birth, have a general understanding of what images you'll get. As you know, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity for this family to have their birth photographed. And while I don't want you to be paralyzed, like I said, by everything that there is to do, it will be helpful to have a shot list of some kind going into the birth. So I like to think about the images that I photograph in a birth in phases. Phase one is labor. Phase two is the actual birth. And phase three is two hours after birth or what some people call golden hour. Chances are you have some ideas in your mind of the types of images that you want to get, but those can quickly go out the window when you're there in the moment. So it's super helpful to have a shot list as a general guideline. I have a shot list for sale on our website that includes a birth settings cheat sheet, as well as a video of me photographing a birth, a home birth from beginning to end. So if that sounds like something that you need, you can get the storytelling guide for birth photographers at thebeautyandbirth.photography. So that's not .com, that's thebeautyandbirth.photography. Now you know to charge something, so let's talk about what to charge. The truth is these first few clients are not going to be your long-term ideal clients. They might be, but chances are they're not going to be. And as I raised my prices over the last decade, I would say 90% of people dropped off. Um, But there's a small percentage that did stick with me even through all the price increases. So it's not to say that you'll never see them again, but chances are These first few clients that are getting a significant discount aren't going to be your long-term clients. So it's okay to charge a small amount. The point is you're trying to build your portfolio here. That's why you're charging and that's why you're doing this. So the amount you charge will depend on honestly how quickly you want to book the births as well as what your hard costs are to attend the birth, like paying childcare or maybe having to take the day off of work. The lower the price, the easier it's going to be to get experience and book the clients and build your portfolio. So we covered the gear you need, backup gear, and what to charge. But with COVID and visitor restrictions and all of that stuff, how do you find out your hospital policies? Like, can you even get into the hospital right now? Honestly, that information changes frequently. And it's best to confirm this before you book 
a client. So you can call the hospitals directly, but I actually recommend asking your local birth community. It's a great way to connect with your local birth community. And nine times out of 10, what they have to say is a little more reliable than whomever is answering the phone at the hospital. So if you want to do both, cool. But to me and my experience, connecting with people in your birth community um, because they're in and out of the hospital so much is likely going to be your best source. So ask some doulas or birth class instructors or midwives if they know current hospital visitor policies. Like I said, I'm willing to bet their information is going to be the most accurate. So I just want to encourage you with the model call process because I know it can feel a little overwhelming when you're thinking like, okay, I'm going to have to actually charge people, you know, what should I charge and all of those kinds of things. And so many of our students make at least $1,000 with the model call process. And many make more than that. So you don't have to work for free. A lot of these photographers are brand new photographers or brand new to birth photography. So you don't have to think that you, because you're new, you have to work for free. It's just not the case. One thing our students inside the beauty and birth photography have shared is that working towards their certification, even before they're certified, helps build trust and credibility in their community. So I just wanted to add that in as one other piece when you're thinking about um, getting started in birth photography. Working towards your certification can be one additional way that helps you stand out and be a little bit more legitimate, for lack of a better word. Like your audience starts to see that you're really taking this seriously by working towards your certification. So just to let you know, our certification at the Beauty and Birth includes an assessment of all of the knowledge that you learn inside to show that you've retained the knowledge and know how to take that with you into a birth, as well as a three birth gallery review. So we review three birth galleries to become certified. And honestly, Being a certified birth photographer is a title that our certified birth photographers are proud of because they know they've worked hard to achieve it. It's not just a title that they paid some money to take a course and they now can say they're certified. They do actually have to achieve things and work towards things to achieve that certification. And when your potential clients and your community know that you're working towards your certification, getting those first few births can become even easier. Getting certified also boosts your confidence and your skills as a newer birth photographer. If you want to learn more about the certification, check out the training I told you about earlier in this episode at thebeautyandbirth.com slash start. And again, that will be in the show notes, as well as all of the links that I have mentioned in this episode. My friend, my big takeaway for, for you as a brand new birth photographer is to charge what you're worth and be as prepared as you can be. My friend, my big takeaway for you in this episode is to understand that you are worth charging something, even if you're a brand new birth photographer, and the commitment level that that brings for you and your clients. And to prepare as much as you can, but also understand that 
preparing can start to turn into procrastination. And if you have a passion for birth photography, that is there for a reason. And it's not an accident because trust me, not everyone loves birth photography. So I hope that this episode has given you some really good next steps so that you can take action into becoming the birth photographer that you were created to be. I hope that you have an awesome week and that you get out there and make your passion a reality. I'll see you next time. 